The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to use on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the page there. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you didn't get to see that or hear that, uh, you can do that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, and then look at the bottom right-hand corner 
and uh, there'll be a, a rumble icon when you do that click on that and that'll take you over to rumble into the chat that we've got there uh, we are streaming live to rumble at sons of liberty radio live we're also on beforeitsnews.com top of the page there we're on dlive.tv at the sons of liberty as well as twitch at the real tim brown uh, and if you're on Twitter for whatever that's worth, the real Tim Brow, leave off the N and put a two in its place, the real Tim Brow two, and you can watch the stream there. And then a number of Facebook pages that bear my name, uh, is where I get a lot of the chat from. Of course, we do have some people in rumble as well. And by the way, guys on rumble, just so you know, um, sometimes if I'm doing a monologue and stuff, I don't see the, the rumble chat as much because it's behind another window. <laughs> so I do apologize if, if you ask me something or something like that, uh, I apologize if I don't get to it. It's just, I don't see it until after the show. I do go back and read your comments and things and I thank you for them. Uh, while you're at sonsoflibertymedia.com, under where we're streaming live, you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get that once an evening between seven and eight Eastern. Uh, that's there. And then if you agree with our message, you'd like to help keep us out there. There's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And guys, we really do appreciate uh, very much um, your support. Now, I meant to bring this up. I, I had to call our guests and say, hey, I'm running really late because I rebooted the computer and... Bill Gates and company, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have this problem, but if you're doing any kind of streaming or anything like that, and you you see kind of the freeze up a little bit when it changes over, there's this update thing, and it downloads the update, and if you don't update it, it messes with the sound, it messes with everything, it doesn't just leave everything in place, and if you don't reset, so I reset it, and it sat here forever to do an update, so it was really a, uh, it was a big pain uh, to try to deal with. But there's something that I did want to follow up with. I'm going to play two short videos, and we're going to bring our guests on. Uh, yet the other day, I read from Genesis <clears throat> chapter 1. I think it was on the Saturday show. And I read that God made two great lights. Now, most of us were taught in school that the moon does not have any light. It just reflects the sun's light. That's what we were taught, right? But let me show you something. Uh, this was something I came across. Now, this is a picture of the moon during an eclipse, and it has its own light. It's infrared, but it has its own light, just like God said it did. Now, I'm not denying that it reflects the sunlight. I'm not de denying that at all, but it has its own light, okay? And uh, furthermore, there is a little... People can see it. I'll have it in the archive so you guys can click on it. Um, but this one, I, I also added this guy who lays out how that how that all works. And uh, very interesting. So those of you who are interested in that and who are asking about it, I know somebody asked Bradley his opinion on it, but um, you know that's there. So I, I want to. I'll have that in the archive. If you want to check it out yourself, you can check out the photo. You can check out the guy's explanation. He's got a graph there that show you uh, how that how exactly that works. Um, so that it, that'll be available to you. Now I want to I want to play two videos for you. The first one. Um, I put out many, some of you saw it the other day, you guys on the radio, all you're going to hear is this little 12 second clip. Um, yes, it's Michael Jackson, the Billy Jean song, but it's this guy doing this coffee deal and you know, laughter is good medicine. The Bible tells us that, and it's good to laugh. Even in the midst of all the serious stuff we're going to, is a good thing for us to laugh and find joy in things. And I'll tell you what, this was the funniest thing that I saw yesterday. Check this out. 
Now, I got to tell you, that guy, he's got the timing down on how he's moving the coffee cup around and making the noises. It's hilarious. The other thing is, you know, uh, I think it was, what is it, last, the weeks all run together for me. Either earlier this week or in the last week, uh, we got the news that this this guy, this rapper, singer, I don't, I, I only know his name. I don't know any of his songs. I couldn't tell you. Uh, Aaron Carter had died, right? He was like 33 years old. Uh, there were a lot of people in the media, and what they were doing, they were saying, well, he said he would never get a vaccine because he was a descendant of the Mayflower, uh, the people who came over the Mayflower, and he has patriotic blood in his veins. And I was like, okay, that's interesting that he that he said that. And I know he had some drug issues. I read about that and the alcohol addiction and all the other stuff, okay? But here's Aaron out of his own mouth telling you what he and I guess his fiance. Uh, we're going to do regarding the shots. Check it out. So, I am doing, uh, she's going to do Moderna. Two shots. Let her? Yeah, let her. I'm her fiance. Here's what I'm going to let you do. Never watch my, my lives ever again unless you make a new account. So, I'm getting uh, the Pfizer shot. And then she's gonna do the two, and uh, yes, I'm going to let her. <laughs> Stupid idea. Let her? Yeah. Well. Uh, oh yeah. Like okay. All right. You get the idea. Uh, they're trying to tell us that he didn't even have the shot. Some of these guys are writing their articles. I don't know why they don't listen to his own mouth. He he's just he just said he and his fiance are gonna get him. She's gonna get Moderna. He's gonna get Pfizer. So. What's people missing? They're willfully blind at this point, or they're just liars, one or the other. But here he is telling you that that's what he's going to get. Now, could that contribute more towards his bad lifestyle that he had? Yep. But the fact of the matter is he had it, and I don't care what anybody says. When these people are dying off daily, you see them in the news daily now. It used to be you might catch a celebrity every once in a while, unless they were really old. Um, but usually it was, you know, there's a lot of time between celebrity deaths that you don't even hear about. Now it's almost on a daily basis. You're seeing this in the news and they're going, we don't know what caused the death. I got a pretty good idea what causes the deaths. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you because last or last week or earlier this week, I kind of made mention of what I had read from this other guy who pointed to some things that this guy had said. So apparently he changed his mind. And uh, he took the shots. Now, with that, our show's not about that today. We're going to talk about the evils that Michigan do. And uh, I didn't get to, I want to make sure that I pronounce the names correctly, but you guys correct me if I'm wrong. But Victoria McCasey and Tom Ho, uh, or Hal, I'm not sure. You guys, welcome to the Sun Celebrity. Please correct me if I'm wrong so I address you correctly. No, you did a great job. Thank you for having us, uh, Tim. Yeah, my um, pleasure. My pleasure. Now, here's what I want you to do, uh, Victoria. Why don't you start off? Tell us just a little bit about yourself, and then Tom, I want you to do the same. So, people, just just take a minute or two. Tell us, you know, kind of who you are, and then we'll get into to why we have you on the show. Okay, uh, I am Victoria McCasey, and I have been in probate court since 2016, fighting for uh, my estate. And the journey I've been on is how I met Tom and his lovely wife, Pam. And together, 
along with a couple other folks, uh, we've joined forces and we have really found out some really interesting things about uh, the courts, the judges, the, the attorneys. And um, so we're on to a new path. And I will let Tom introduce himself and then we can start explaining what we're talking about. Go ahead, Tom. Good morning. Um, I, I'm Tom Howe, and um, I met Victoria uh, probably uh, in 2020, two years ago or more. And um, uh, my story is uh, similar, but uh, my mother got sick in 2018, and um, we got dragged into uh, probate court, uh, a family member who uh, apparently uh wasn't trying to do right by his own mother um dragged her into probate court but we didn't realize uh that what the probate courts were about were stealing robbing and pillaging people and they were human trafficking people so uh we've been on i've been on a four year over four years my mom died last year and i had to pull her out of a assisted living with a broken neck and a broken pelvis and bruised all over her body. Wow. And uh, so it's been a pretty horrific uh, road for the last four years. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've had, uh, we've had some experience with that in our family, uh, the mistreatment of some uh, of my, my mother's um, parents in the, the nursing homes and such and not taking care of them. And I'll tell you, I think this is why, and I understand it, a lot of it's a burden sometimes for families, especially in this day and age, but I think this is why God calls us to honor our parents, you know, calling us back to those things, because those people are just not going to love our parents the way the way we do. And I'm sorry to hear that uh, about, your, about your mother, Tom. Okay, so you're helping Victoria, and Victoria, tell people what's going on, because we've tried to get you on the show for, for a number of months, I think, uh, since I heard you on Bradley's Afternoon Show. And I just sit here just going, the, what they're doing to you is so criminal and so brazen. I mean, it's not like they're even trying. I think you even said they told you there's nothing you can do, and they're going to just take everything that you've got. So I, I want you to kind of convey that to people, what they're doing to you. And they're not just doing it to you. They're doing it to a number of people in the state of Michigan. Correct. I think um, the uh, 2020 lockdown for the Michiganders is just an uh, a, a, an eye opener of what we've gone through in probate. I think they're practicing on people like Tom and myself. And by the way, I just wanted to say that Tom's mother was kidnapped. Uh, he did not want his mom to go into the nursing wow. home. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he has really been on a hard, hard journey, he and his wife and their kids trying to save uh, his mom. But anyhow, that's here or there. Uh, I have uh, uh, I ended up in probate court when my, uh, my partner of 35 years had killed himself. He had Lewy body dementia, and his mother had it, and his uh, family had had it. So he had the gene. And so he said, Victoria, I don't want to go on that ride because we had to put his mom in a nursing home. We didn't want to. But she wandered and uh, it was unsafe for her. And we lived out on a farm and we had 10 acres. We had a Christmas tree farm. And 
one morning she snuck out of the house and she ended up on our main highway there and she was hitchhiking to go home. And for her to go home was up in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, which is about 250 miles from here. And a neighbor found her and brought her back. So um, we ended up putting her in a, a assisted living right down the street from me, thank goodness, so I could check in on her, her all the time. Because, you know, it's horrendous the things they do to these people in nursing homes, and they really think that they can get by with it. But I was always there. They never knew when I was going to come in, check in on her. And um, finally, his mom uh, had a heart attack and passed away. And it was a blessing because she had really been put through the gamut. But anyhow, uh, getting back to my situation, my guy uh, uh, killed himself. And I ended up in probate court uh, with... Um, nieces that came in we had two nieces one out in arizona and one out in california and uh they were at conrad he was my partner it was his nieces and uh it was his sister's children and she had been uh deceased for oh gosh i think she passed away in 1992 in a car accident and uh when he died uh, I had talked to the girls, and they told me that they wanted me to have everything. Well, of course, when they found out the amount of money we had, uh, they changed their minds. And uh, I was living with Conrad at the time because my house had flooded, and uh, I was in the middle of having the, the house put back together. And I was just getting ready to move back home when he killed himself. So... Uh, I was at home at the time. I was not at the farm. And um, his brother uh, was notified by the police when he died, and so was I. And I just couldn't go back to that farm. I really couldn't. It was horrible. Just to think about uh, what he had done was horrific to me. So I stayed away from the farm for a couple days. I didn't realize that his brother had called the state police and wanted to go through the house and look for the will. And the will has always been up in our gun cabinet. And we had the will and a copy of the will. And Victoria, what was there something that, that's tied to this that, that drove him to kill himself? Or was there just something else? Well, no, the, the, he had Louis body dementia. And when you have that, you hallucinate. You have all kinds of problems. Okay, okay. And, and uh, he just did not want to be... Uh, he wasn't the type of guy that you could just lock him up and throw the key away, and that's the end of that. And he saw the horrific treatment his mom had gone through in the system with he and he and I myself uh, checking on her all the time. I mean, he just didn't want to go through that. So he thought he was doing him himself a favor and me a favor by uh, ending his life, which was ridiculous. I would have taken care of him to the bitter end. And I would have kept him home. But that didn't work out. But so we ended up in court because the girls wanted uh, the estate. The brother uh, couldn't find the will, he said. Um, and I didn't know all this till, till probably, I don't know, maybe five months ago. So anyhow, uh, we ended up in probate court. Uh, we had a neighbor who uh, had gotten involved in our estate. And they're his daughter. Uh, was a paralegal, and she was involved with some other attorneys. 
Uh, and they uh, called the girls up and got them, you know, an attorney because they live out of state. And uh, his name is Moshe Newman. And Moshe Newman was attached to Thomas Brandon Frazier, who was appointed through Oakland County through Jennifer Callahan, my judge, to uh, oversee the estate because the girls wanted to come in. And uh, Conrad's cousin, Sheila McCoy, uh, was overseeing everything uh, until we could find the will. We kept looking and looking and looking. And I had a funny feeling that the brother, when he came into the house alone, which he should have never been able to come in because I was living there, uh, took the will. And uh, when he found out that I got everything, I think that kind of threw him off. And so he sent the girls in, I believe. They were all working together to get the estate. Now, the estate has been mishandled by uh, Frazier. And uh, Frazier uh, lawyered up with a guy named uh, Joe Ehrlich. And he's a prominent um, attorney in uh, Bloomfield Hills. And I should tell everybody that Oakland County is one of the richest counties not only in Michigan, but throughout uh, the United States. We have Birmingham and Bloomfield Hills and Cranbrook, and it's all in a very tight section here. So there's a lot of money, as well as most of these people that are uh, being uh, trapped into the court um, are people that are retiring from GM and Chrysler. So they've, they've got um, a lot of money. And these courts know that. And so they have a list of people that they plan on taking and bringing into these courts and putting them in guardianship. And uh, once they get you in guardianship, if they can separate you from your family, well, then you're off to the races. You'll never see them again. They keep the families fighting, divided. And that's their goal. And then they get the, the families to take their life savings to come in and try to rescue whoever they have in guardianship. And it's just not elderly people. It's anybody who has a purse string in Oakland County. Okay. So, and, and uh, now we found out uh, with Tom that um, his attorney uh, was bragging about how they know a prominent law firm, uh, Klein in Troy, Michigan, with uh, a, a famous attorney uh, named Alan May. And Alan May has been going around to different counties in our great state and training all these judges and these uh, attorneys and grooming them to come in and what to do and how to steal people's estates. But we have gone a little further now because I'm out of the lower court. I'm in the appeals court and so is Tom. And we found out some very interesting information uh, about how uh, we found out that Judge Callahan has a oath of office that she takes. And we found out that she uh, did not have a valid oath of office, which means everything she's ever ruled on in my case is invalid. Uh, and we found out uh, that we think it's a, a um, a well-oiled machine, and they all, all the judges are uh, without an oath. Uh, we don't have any county clerks in Michigan that are responsible for any of the information that's being handed out or ordered up by the judge. 
Okay, um, Victoria, can you hold that thought right there? Yep. Hold where you're at. Tom, can you explain to people, because we've, we've kind of covered some of this sort of in a general overview. Can you explain to people what Victoria is talking about? Because most people would think, well, if you're going into civil office, you're taking an, an oath to uphold the U.S. Constitution, in your in you guys' case, the Michigan Constitution, the laws that are there. What is When she says she doesn't have a valid oath, can you help people understand what oath she took and which one she didn't? Yes. Um, what's, what's going on is that, like, well, two days ago, everybody got to vote. And if you notice on the ballots, the names are written in lowercase names. Um, of course, you know, it would be my, like my name, Tom, capital T-O-M. And that's the way everybody's presented on the ballot in lowercase. That's that's what they call the real person. And these judges um, then come in and sign an oath of office to uh, swear an oath to the Constitution of the United States and to the Constitution of the state of Michigan to uphold the laws. And then it's signed, it's notarized, and then it's time stamped. In her case, uh, the notary didn't put her seal on it. Uh, it was time stamped December 34th of 2020. No, 16. 16. Okay, because she just got reelected the other day. So the, the thing is, is that there's no such date as December 34th. So that makes this oath of office invalid. Sure. And then it's all in lowercase letters so her name's in lowercase and then she goes on to the bench and then when you go in there to the court her name's in uppercase and so that's her what they call her artificial entity that's her birth certificate name that's that's owned by the state of michigan and so she's operating under the state of michigan incorporated or state of michigan corporation and she's uh what do you call legislative tax court? She's yeah. a banker. She's yeah. not a judge. She's an administrator. And this is all. This is not just in Michigan. I know it to be true here because when I contacted the IRS and people can do it, you can request a nonprofit status, which these guys are supposed to be filing with the IRS because they're working for the government uh, in that case. And in and uh, you know nine times out of ten, you're going to find out your courthouses and your judges in there are not registered. That's a big bad no no they're they're doing exactly what you said they're engaged in in commerce in business and that instead of exer exercising the law right so when you when you walk into court and you walk through the gates which is the rail of the ship and you walk out past those gates and come into where the where you sit for a, a hearing or a trial you're actually walked onto the water. So you've left the land, you've left the state of Michigan, and now you're in what they call maritime law. And, and, and everything in maritime law is in capital letters. If, when you get a FedEx UPS shipping label, it's, you wonder why it's all in capital letters. And the thing is you look at your driver's license and no one really pays attention to it, but your name and your address and everything is all in capital letters because that was created when your birth certificate was created and that was done in uh sometime in every state other than alabama from what i understand in 19 at sometime after 1933 and you became a citizen which in black black laws dictionary is called a slave 
So you're a slave to the state of Michigan and they own that artificial entity and you're considered a minor. And when you're considered a minor, you can't, you have no ability as a underage person, a minor, to handle your own affairs. And That's so right. the court doesn't have to apply any laws in any of in any laws in the state of Michigan to minors. They own that entity. You're in a business court. You're in so, the state of Michigan corporation. So you can, have, yeah, you have to go in there and you have to refute what is presumed about you. We had Ron Gibson on 12 things you have to refute that you, that most people don't even know, Tom. And this Correct. is why they go get an attorney, right? Because <laughs> they don't know what they're doing in there. Well, then right. that's part of this. Is like I sent you an email last night, and it was a picture of one of the actors from The Matrix. And it says, you know, you've been lied to about everything. And it says the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those who cannot unlearn the many lies that they've been taught to believe. And that is so true with what's going on because these states like Michigan, they're warring against the public and they're defrauding the public and they don't care. So two days ago, they, the, unfortunately for Michigan, uh, the people just don't understand this. And they reelected some of the worst people that Michigan's ever had as governor and attorney general. And they're in charge of this problem in the, Current judges, uh, Supreme Court judges were reelected. They refuse to handle this topic here. Matter of fact, they're condoning it. And they, if you go to complain about it, they ignore you. So uh, these, yes, or two days ago with the election in Michigan, they've give, given a green light to completely war against the public now and destroy every person in Michigan if you walk into one of these courts. They're gonna they're gonna steal all your money, and uh, I don't know where this is gonna go. This is this is gonna be get really bad because uh, I've I've been in court for four years now personally with Victoria with my own case, and uh, this appeals court they don't follow any laws. We have a what they call a Michigan uh, uh, attorney grievance commission and the Michigan judicial tenure commission, which basically are just figurehead positions with form letters and they say no trouble found and it's like well are you kidding me my mom was uh kidnapped and she was stolen and they robbed her and uh murdered her and then yeah and then ended up poisoning her to death so uh what do you and, and this is the situation people are here in michigan and and everybody nobody really thinks about this but what the what these courts are looking for is people with assets and it doesn't have to be a lot of money but it has to be a significant amount because they have a team of of attorneys and they're all running like a i would call them a mafia theft ring and they're all working in together to extract as much money from families trying to get their family members or their assets back and spend as much money as possible and so it ends up that they end up owning all the assets plus a whole bunch of other attorneys ended up with all your assets because you tried to fight them and the end result is always the same you lose and you never win so you're helping victoria in all of this and victoria i didn't mean to cut you off but i did want to clarify that for anybody who's saying okay what is this invalid you know oath stuff this is kind of what i, I was telling people over the past year or so that some of the things that i'm learning as well and, and I've had to try to use some of it. And I'll, I'll tell you, Tom, 
even when you use it, like in a, a, a common pleas court, when you're addressing that, these judges don't want to hear you. They they act like you didn't say what you just said, even though you told them, hey, I'm, I'm not the all caps name here. This is my name. And uh, I am the beneficiary of the office of executor here for this, this name and all this. And they just fly over that and they say, well, we're just going to call you the defendant. And I said, no, you're not, because I just told you I wasn't. Uh, so uh, people are being hoodooed and they don't know any better. So again, they hire attorneys, which uh, Ron Gibson told us, he says, you, you have to know the difference between an attorney and a lawyer. And he says, you want a lawyer, not an attorney. So um, let me let me let Victoria pick up where she was, where you were talking about this this judge who doesn't have her her oath of office, an official one or whatever. Pick up where you were from that as to what they're doing to you. Well, Tim, uh, right now um, we're on a journey right now, trying to put the the puzzle together to figure out how we can get our estates back and get them to let go of our loved ones. And right now, this has led us to, with finding out about the oath and that, and the clerks having no power, uh, we have talked to Mr. Ed Hutton, who presides over Oakland County Court, and Eddie has told us that um, the judges are in control, that, that that's his boss, which we know is absurd. And uh, then that led us to the Bar Association, uh, as well as we're finding out these attorneys are not licensed in the state of Michigan. Matter of fact, they're not licensed anywhere in the United States of America for the simple fact it's against our Constitution. And then uh, we found out as well that the judges must uh, absolutely be licensed to sit on the bench. Well, we know that none of the judges are. And I think you have to kind of t look at this in a different perspective to understand that we live in, there's two Michigans, there's a corporate, and then, the, then there's Michigan uh, that uh, are for, um, uh, for the regular citizens. And uh, we live in the corporate world with us being given away at birth with our birth certificates. A lot of people don't understand that. That's too deep for them. And they just can't believe that uh, the government is that corrupt. So basically what we found out as well is that the uh, Bar Association is tied to the um, to England, to the crown, and uh, they are definitely um, getting their co-conspirators, which I call the attorneys, and the judges uh, in place. So they can come in and take over and uh, organize uh, who they're going to take down, and I mean take down, and they do this by having these retirement dinners. I don't think a lot of people understand that when they go to a retirement dinner to find out how they can organize their, uh, their, their estate, they're giving their name, and their name is put through a software called Nexus Lexus. And once they get that and they find out your net worth, then you go on a list and they watch you and, and wait for you to age and then they find a way to come in, either they come to your house or they have social services come in and check on you when your kids or your family are not around. And that's how they kidnap you and bring you into their custody. 
Wow. Once they get, yeah. And once they get you into their custody, you're never, ever going to see them again. They're very, very evil here. Uh, it's all about uh, trickery and fraud. So I think what we're finding out, which is really sad, Tim, is that all courts throughout the land are committing fraud on we the people. And we've got to stop this and take our uh, our state back. But we have to educate one another and stick together because these people are unlawful. They will say and do whatever they want. Like I've told you before, they laugh at me and say, hey, what are you going to do about this, Victoria? Not a darn thing. And so I think Tom uh, coming in with me and helping me and supporting me has been really great, as well as with Pam. Um, he's been helping me because I, I think I told everybody on Bradley's program, I have severe dyslexia. And so I'm kind of crippled in that regard as far as doing my own legal work. So I've had a lot of help from my friends. Um, and you've heard of, uh, or maybe, have you had Mike? Bambus on your program. I haven't, but we're we're in talks with bringing him on as well. Great, because he is part of the team as well, and that's exactly what we need. We need a team of people that can get together. We have a lot of research. It's a lot of work. Tom can tell you. Uh, he's constantly looking things up and writing papers and doing things uh, to keep all of us in limelight uh, to know the know with the court. And uh, the court hasn't realized yet what we're doing, but we want to get educated, know exactly what we can do, how far we can go. And then we plan on sharing this with the public so they can never, ever be kidnapped or bamboozled again. Yeah. So so basically, let me let me get this straight. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing, Tom, you're dealing pretty much with the same kind of thing because you're dealing with the same crooks there. They're just, they have laid in wait for yeah. you and yeah. they, they have the intention of <clears throat> doing, doing something that they're not telling you up front, but then the, the further they get down the road, the more brazen they are and saying, you can't do anything about this. They want to leave you homeless. They want to leave you without an inheritance or the, uh, what, what, what was left to you by your husband, but do they? I, I'm just. I, it bothers me so much because you're not the only person they're doing to, and you know, Victoria. I I go. The one people that you don't want to mess with in Scripture are widows or orphans. You don't want to mess with those people because God sees what's going on and He doesn't like that. In fact, uh, He talks about. Loving the widows, caring for the widows. He talks about how he feels about towards them and how we as his people should be towards them. And these people are out to rob you blind, leave you homeless, leave you penniless. And it's not just you. That's the thing that's blowing my mind here. They're doing this all across the state. Uh, Tom, is this also what's happening in your case uh, regarding your mom? It is. You know, Victoria's case is in Oakland County, which is the crown jewel of Michigan and also the United States. This is the, you know, we've had, there's movies out there with uh, called The Guardians from Las Vegas. Um, and that's on uh, Amazon Prime and it's free for anybody to watch. And that's a true story with, I think it's April Furley out there. Mm -hmm. uh, they had the same story happening down in Florida uh, in Orlando area just recently in the last year with a, a lady down there. 
And but really, Michigan is the crown jewel of this theft ring uh, uh, going on. And basically, it's a RICO racketeering theft ring organized within the state government. It's condoned by the state government. They refuse to do anything about it because all the state government are basically attorneys, our, our governor, our attorney general. They're all part of the Bar Association, and they're not going to go against the Bar Association and arrest their own. And um, so here we are with a, a very corrupt system. Uh, there's no justice. Uh, there's no laws in Michigan. It's a lawless community. Uh, we have a sheriff in, in in my county, which is next door to Oakland County. And all these, all these um, sheriffs, we believe for some strange reason, and maybe they're on the take, uh, maybe they're getting cash payouts, but they've insulated these courts. They will, they refuse to take a complaint against any of these attorneys who have stolen assets. And you, you, there's clear laws that these people for embezzlement, these uh, uh, courts are embezzling people's money. They're violating all state laws. Um in and you case, you have no appeal because you're saying all the way up to the governor's office and everything else, they're covering for all this. Yeah, well, we, we've got 26 uh, uh, court of appeals judges in the state of Michigan. I've been in front of seven of the 26. And, without, and, and in three different cases, or three different times I've been in front of the uh, appeals court. So that was a total. You have three judges on each case in an appeal. Two of them were the same. So I had seven judges. And in the in the... In the cases I've had in front of them, their verdicts that they gave never cited any law whatsoever. Matter of fact, they blatantly lied and said, you didn't submit the records. And we submitted to them the records three times for all the fraud and theft in a case. And it was that case was uh, over $120,000. And they said, no, we're not going to listen to it. You didn't submit it. And that's our answer. And goodbye. And you lose. And it's like, wow. Um, without any fact of any law, they don't care what they say. Every citizen in the state of Michigan is guaranteed to lose. Laws don't mean anything in the state of Michigan at this point. It's a very lawless community. Mm. You know, Tom, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're learning some of these things that you were telling us about earlier, like I'm kind of learning too. But I think coming alongside this, there's, there is a solution. There's a constitutional solution, and that is... You know, instead of everybody talking about how many guns they got and about their Second Amendment is to exercise that. And I see it in twofold. That's why I tell people to join tacticalcivics.com, your, learn your uh, civic duties. You know, a grand jury. You get a common law grand jury established and you can start bringing some indictments against these people and use the mm -hmm. militia to go enforce it. Because the Constitution says we are the law enforcement. Us able-bodied men, we're supposed to be the ones enforcing the law, not the boys in blue, not the boys in brown, not the fed coats or any of these people. We're supposed to be enforcing it. And I think <clears throat> Michigan already has a start because they've got a lot of people there who are part of the militia. And I know they tried to do something earlier to deal with the governor. And, of course, the Mockingbird media stood that on its head. But there's there, there's got to be ramifications for this. And when you've got a, a crime syndicate you know, that's just growing there, in Michigan like that, it's all over the state up from the bottom to the top, somebody's got to deal with it, and it isn't going to get dealt with in the courts because they're a part of the problem too. Right. I, I agree with you. It's just uh, at this point, you know, they uh, this is all part of the scare tactic uh, against the public. So they it appears to me that they created this um, issue with the governor out of thin air. 
Uh, most of those people, I believe, got off. It, it, but, you know, they put them um, through hell. And, you know, just sitting in your basement is one thing um, and talking about what's going on. And, and these guys created maybe created this story. I, I saw it a little bit on the news. I'm not that informed about all the detail of it. But now the issue is going to be is like, how do you stop this? And so part of the plan is, is that one, a show like this, informing people all over the country of what's really going on. And so they need to have a clear understanding. The countries at war and the governments in these states are, are at war against the public. And they're looking for anybody with a purse string to rob. And laws don't mean anything anymore. So you have to tell everybody to stay away from these courts. That's that's number one. Don't Don't ever go into these courts. Arrange your finances so that you you have things going into trust so you can um, quickly change assets to other family members. And I had all that done. My mom had all this done. And a family member, he decided to get greedy and wanted to go to probate court. And the courts basically, looking back at the whole thing, were saying, uh, you're not getting anything. Uh, we're stealing everything that you have. And wow. Wow. Mom, and I ended up pulling my mom uh, last March out of this assisted living. Uh, she had a bruise over her right eye the size of a silver dollar on her forehead and a broken neck and a broken pelvis. Bruises all over her body. Uh, Laura came in, which is the licensing and regulate, regulatory authority in Michigan from the state of Michigan. Um, they wrote up all the problems of this nursing home and said, well, they just basically give them a slap on the wrist and say, continue. And during this whole time period, they said, all oh, the nursing home is great. And it turned out that 30 out of the 38 residents, when my this um, illegal guardian uh, put my mom in there, he falsified the contract, uh, said he, he pledged her home, which he had no, no authority. He wasn't conservator of her home. I was. I, I mean, I was the trustee of her home. And so... He falsified the contract, put her in there. 30 out of the 38 residents had COVID. I can't get the records out of it. I think my mom got COVID sometime around October, and I don't know how she survived that long with that many people having COVID in the facility. Uh, they had eight people, I think, die in that facility. And, uh, you know, this is, um, people just don't clearly understand. And one day, uh, I was over by the facility there and talking to this other lady and said, I just had my mom at home. And I said, well, how do you know she doesn't have COVID? Well, I don't know. That's like, well, how do you know that you don't have COVID? Where'd you take her? I said, how do you, how do you know that you didn't give her COVID and you just infected 38 other residents inside this facility? So they had no checks and balances. They, they acted like they did. My wife had taken pictures of people. They wore their masks down over their mouth and they had their nose exposed. They didn't have medical masks on. They had homemade masks. And so this was a state of affairs of, of the state of Michigan with these facilities. And they're all in lockdown. So you can't get in there like normal and see what they were really doing. Uh, we asked for all the medical records from the facility. I got maybe maybe 30 pages. So my mom was there nine months. And I should have got a, at least a thousand to fifteen hundred pages with all the medicines and everything they gave her, and I got zero. 
And this situation is so bad that, you know, they put these people in this home and one of the drugs they use, they call it Seroquel. There's been a lot of lawsuits on this. It's a psycho, psychotropic schizophrenia medicine. And you'd have to look it up, but it's a, it's had tremendous amounts of lawsuits, billions of dollars of lawsuits on it. And within five weeks or six weeks of my mom being put into this facility, they started poisoning her on this circle, which basically burns your brain out. Wow. And by, by Christmas, she wasn't eating. And she lasted two months more. She fell several times. Um, getting all the records from this, uh, to end her life, they spent thirty or $40,000 in Medicare just because of their negligence, I, I feel is their negligence, because if they wouldn't have put all this medicine into her that she didn't need or didn't have to have and left her family alone, uh, they cost the government a lot of money. My, and the other thing was, is that my mom was a, my dad was a, a World War II veteran. He he had uh, flown a lot of the missions in a B-24 bomber over the Sea of Japan for the Okinawa and Tinanen invasions. And uh, so my mom got VA benefits as a surviving spouse. So see, part of this plan was is that my mom had an income. She had a social security check, she had a pension and she had a VA benefit of about $1,200 a month. So they wanted all that money. So they got almost three years of that money to use. And boy, did they use it. I mean, it wasn't like the family. They didn't take care of things like, uh, uh, like I did. I mean, my mom went from having, I mean, a person can't eat more than, I mean, even if you really try $300 a month is a lot of food and maybe it's more now because of increase in prices. Not in this house. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to do. I mean, you know, even eating really good food with it, it's not that expensive. And um, so they were spending seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month and they had my mom incarcerated and they were using my money uh, to incarcerate my mom and they spent almost $275,000 wow. incarcerating my mom in her home under 24-7 home care. And they have their clicks, these these companies, they're all part of this. They always use, it appears as if they always use the same companies constantly up in, in my, my issues up here in Genesee County, which is on the north side of Oakland County. And these four or five attorneys that are down in Oakland County, they do the same thing. And Tom, can can you do a favor here? Can you name some of those companies? Can you name these law firms and the people who are involved in that so people are aware of what's going on? Yeah, there's um, uh, there's a, a company called uh, Klein, Klein & Griffin, which is involved in it in Flint, downtown Flint. They're a prominent law firm. Uh, there's a, they have a guardian, which is, uh, his name's Craig Sippel. They have a attorney that's um, Andrew Stout, who's the court appointed attorney who just goes along with the court. Whatever the court says, that's the right answer. And uh, then they have a, what they call a guardian ad litem, which comes out to do an evaluation. So after taking care of my mom and nursing her back to health for eight months, I'm the worst person on the planet earth. I, I can't be trusted and I can never see my mom again is what her reports say. And I should, I should be removed and never see my mom again. And so what turns out to be the truth is that for her probably writing these horrible reports, her reward is that uh, her company holds about 500 to 800 indigent care victims 
Okay, people who have no assets, maybe a social security check. So her company takes care of these wards and she gets most of these wards, but she has to give a bad report to the high net worth families that get brought into probate so that the court can start this process. So this is all an orchestrated scam and they have a court appointed doctor that you have to see. So we didn't get a medical report from this court appointed doctor. We got, we believe the assets of Thomas Howe and this trust should be removed from him and his mom should be removed and we agree with the court. That's his medical report. I'm going, that's malpractice. So I never saw that until months later after these court hearings. And then uh, we had a court hearing, supposedly you had a court hearing and then they canceled it. They said we were sitting in the court or outside in the hallway and all the attorneys went in to see the judge. And so what happened was, is that when they all went in through the office door to the judge's office, there's a side entrance where the judge always appears and comes out and sits on the bench in the front corner of every courtroom usually. And so they all went into the courtroom together. And so the key part of this is that the camera doesn't start until the judge pushes the button that's somewhere under the table, the judge's table. So once they all get in their positions, she starts the cameras. So I have the video of this and it looks like a normal court hearing, except there's no family there. My attorney sitting sideways never says a word. They have a written script that the judge is re reading from and says, well, uh, everybody's agreed that Mr. Mrs. Howe's gonna be uh, uh, under the control of Mr. Sipple and from this day forward, she's gonna be a ward of the state. And you, you think that the uh, bank will take control of uh, Mrs. Howe's bank statement. He says, yes, I think he will, she, the bank will. And I'm going, well, that's a, that's a joint bank account between me and my mom. You can't have that money. Yeah. To Tom, can you, can you hold that thought? Let's hold you guys over for a little bit. Is that okay to do? Sure. Okay. All right, guys, catch us on sonsoflibertymedia.com or beforeitsnews.com, any of the other places. We're going to hold uh, Tom and Victoria over for just a little bit uh, to, to get a little bit more out on this story. But just quickly, let me end with this. This is how Jesus dealt with the religious leaders who were engaged in similar kinds of things. Listen to what he says. And he said, and this is Mark 12, uh, verse 38, he said unto them in his doctrine, beware of the scribes which love to go in long clothing and long salutations in the marketplaces and the chief seats in the synagogues and the uppermost rooms at feasts, which devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long, oh, we're not really doing anything. We're, we love God. We love good. And this and there, these shall receive greater damnation. Let me tell you something, you guys involved in this from top to bottom, you guys are damned. You're damned. And God won't have any of it. You're going to get judged. You might as well enjoy it while you're enjoying it now or repent. It'd be better if you repent. Anyway, Bradley be with you at 3 o'clock this afternoon, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and we'll be back in the morning with Corey Hillis. We're going to tackle that EMF 5G stuff with Kate Shimrani, too. See you then. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And I didn't mean to cut you off there, Tom. I want you to go ahead and finish up what your thought was there. And then, Victoria, let's get back to you as to where things are with your case right now as well. So, Tom? Okay. Um, so we were talking about... Um, what happened in court when they they illegally take control of a person they don't tell you um, my attorney of course at the time he was part of this I call it a scam uh, committing fraud basically with the rest of them he's part of bringing me to the slaughter 
And so they all lead back through the judge's entrance so that it appeared to me sitting in the hallway with my wife, who's a healthcare power of attorney, that they just had a meeting. So he comes out, they all pass by. My attorney says, nothing happened. You can go home. But what really happened, there was a court hearing with court orders that she was awarded the state. They had stolen a joint bank account from me and they need to wait 21 days for you to file an appeal. But my attorney never sends me um, my copy of the order. Uh, the court doesn't send me a copy of the order and they let the 21 days pass and holy hell starts coming. And then all of a sudden they start seizing assets and then they file another thing to have me evicted from the house. Well, Tom, and can I ask a question about that? Can you not, even though with them being part of the bar, it looks like they're not doing their job on behalf of their client. Can you not right. file something with the bar? Is the bar just as corrupt there in Michigan as it is yeah. pretty much everywhere else? Well, that's what we were talking about before. With uh, We have an attorney grievance commission and a Michigan Judicial Tenure Commission. Both are just figurehead positions with, it appears to be form letters. And I said, no trouble found. And so we filed several. Wait a minute, Tom. Tom, slow down. Yep. The tenure is about, uh, you can put a complaint in for the judge. Yeah, right. And they found no, no, of all, we listed all the complaints against the judge and all the illegal activities that they've done. And they said, no trouble found. And they give you back a, a one page form letter from this. And then we filed it against one other attorney for what he's done in the deceased descend descendant case, uh, the DE case, they call it. Once you die, you have to open up a DE case. And we had to, unfortunately, with this case, when we, we never would have had to, but we couldn't get the medical records. And um, they just they just send back a one-page form letter that says no trouble found because they're not going to hear any of these cases. They're all part of the scam. It's like the fox is in charge of the hen house in Michigan. And uh, the system is completely broken. Um, the citizen, like I said, the, the, the government's at war with the citizens and people just don't realize it yet. And this is just the early stages of this. People need to realize is that they're honing their craft. It's going to get much worse. And it will happen not only in probate courts, it's gonna happen in circuit courts, it's gonna happen in traffic courts, it's gonna happen in other aspects of your life until they seize your property at some point and have you hauled out by gunpoint at your house and say, we, we're taking your house. And okay, that might be 20 years from now, but they're in the middle of the early stages of this progress and people are not standing up and, and fighting and helping to uh, get this situation corrected. And it's gonna take a mass basically revolt to uh, correct these issues. That's what I was. That's that's where I was getting at with developing the grand jury, developing the militia in your community. Right. Um, because when something happens at your house, uh, you know you need people who are your neighbors to come in droves around there. When they try to take your property like that, they're trying to hoot you out of it. Maybe they're trying to take your kids. We've seen the medical uh, kidnapping and stuff like that by CPS and all this other. You hit a speed dial. And you have 10 to 50 guys, 100 guys. Like, the, like this is what I told Bradley yesterday. We were having a back and forth in the, in the instant messages. I said, we need the resurrection of the Minutemen again so that they can come deal with these, these little thug gangs that get sent out to deal with this corruption that's gone on. And I'll tell you, you do that once or twice, and a couple of them wise up to it if they're not in the ground. Um, 
then they won't they won't be they won't be so quick to do it on people. They'll find out this is not a place where we want to do this. We ought to move somewhere else. And those people have to learn the lesson too. I'm I'm just I'm telling you what even the the framers and the people in that era, this is what they did. Dragoons come out, you got 300 of the the governor's dragoons in Massachusetts shut down a second meeting for the year, a public town hall if you will, out in the open and what happens? Thousand minute men are there and run them off, and we got to get that in our heads that that is a love for our fellow man. That is not vigilanteism. It's not lawlessness. This is a love for our fellow man because government is obviously involved in all of this too. That's right. right. Well, yeah. and and the thing about this is that um, the other week we our sheriff has these Facebook videos that he broadcasts live, and he was talking about the elderly and the elder abuse and make sure you call the sheriff's department to make sure we'll come and help you. And if you fall and we'll help you get up and don't worry about anything. Well, that's one side of the story. The other side is, is that that's an easy way by calling 911 to identify yourself as the next potential victim. And you need, and the people, the local people here in Genesee County need to realize the last person you want to call is 911 in the sheriff's department. You need to develop a better plan that has local family involved. And in, in, in a lot of cases, I don't believe that elderly people should be living alone. We've, we've grown accustomed to this over the last 50 or 60 years. Um, and before this, in the 1930s, if you remember the Walton's television show. Yep. Grandpa and, and Grandma was in the house, too. Yeah, they lived with them. Yeah. My grandma lived with us. And that's a safety factor. And so this is a, a mindset change for people is that um, especially elderly widows, they don't have guns. They're adverse to having guns. They're easy targets. And they the, the people need to rethink their living situations. And in our communities here, they're building tremendous, out of the blue, they're building tremendous amounts of assisted living um apartments or you know they're not assisted living but they they kind of watch you and so i don't know i don't forget what the name is they call them but they're like pre-assisted living places and so they have some services where they can come in and deliver medicines and have food in community areas but you live by yourself you might still drive your car but i said those are all they're doing is watching you to victimize you and i'm i'm hoping that's not the case but um, in the state of Michigan, that's just a very bad idea for people to be involved with. And they're low, they're, they're lulling people into this false sense of security, along with the sheriff that you can call me anytime and we'll come over and we'll help you get up if you've fallen. And it all sounds good, but now we've got you on the list and you're the next potential victim. And we'll look at your house. We get an opportunity to come into your house illegally and see what you got. See if you got a mess in your house. See if you got a dog that's, um, you know, defecating on the floor. That's a that's a cure. That's an easy one just to drop you into probate court at that point, and you'll never survive after that. Wow, wow. You you know you you made mention of something, and I'm going to hit this with First Timothy five, and then Victoria, I want to pick you up a little bit. But you were talking about how people have let you know their their parents or grandparents be living on their own. Um, I've even told my mom and dad, I said, I don't want to see you in a, if we got to make room here in the house or something, 
that's what we want to do. They don't live but 100 yards away from us, so it wouldn't be hard to do that. Um, but here's what here's what uh, Timothy or what Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, um, and he's in the midst of talking about widows. The whole context is widows. He says, if any provide not for his own, and the idea is not for his own widows in his family. This was something you see in the book of Acts why they uh, set apart deacons. The deacons were there. To, to, the Hellenistic Jews were not being, their widows were not being taken, getting daily portions. It was the, it was, it was shown, it was the love for the family. They were, they were showing from the assembly of God. He said, and especially for those of his own house, house, he had denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. And then James tells us, he says, pure and undefiled uh, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So, you know, when you make that, there's something that people need to draw out of this. There's some preventative measures that can be put in place by taking care of mom and dad uh, in their old age like they did for you in your infancy. It's just those roles kind of get reversed. And uh, I see more and more people not doing it, but boy, when I see people do it, man, you talking about something that really encourages you. That here's somebody that actually loves their mom and dad so much, they're going to put aside whatever they're doing, bring them into their house, clean them, take care of them, feed whatever they got to do to care for them. And my understanding is, and seeing it with my my own mom taking care of her mother and her father and stuff. You know, my understanding is when they're around people and not just by themselves, it tends to make them more lively. They don't go into these these states of really, you know, some mental issues and they their bodies don't break because they're around people where there's life and uh, and they're encouraged. When they're in the other, it's like what you're saying happened to your own mother uh, yep. there. But uh, Victoria, let's pick up from where, where you are. What's going on in in your case right now? What's what what's the outlook on that? And because you've been in it several years, I think Tom, you said four years on you. You've been in it for for a couple of yourself. What's going on right now? And is there any end inside? Are you getting any light at the end of the tunnel? And is there any light in this case in these cases at all? Well, I want to just touch briefly on Tom. Uh, I think I was floored because I've been I'm in the court, but he's been in the appeals court as well. And um, these people that sit up on the benches are, are public servants, and they definitely have no respect for us. They have disdain for us. Um, simple fact was we were in the appeals court, and Tom has uh, retained an attorney who was representing him. And so I had gone in with him just to get an idea of what I was in for, because uh, my case hasn't been heard yet by the appeals court. And these three judges sat up there on their bench, and Tom's attorney was speaking to them, and they were very disrespectful to him, which was a red flag to me. But what really floored me is when all three judges had their nose so far up in the air looking down at Tom in judgment of why he showed up in the courtroom uh, dressed the way he was, I was floored. I couldn't believe that here they are stealing, raping, uh, and murdering his loved one, and they have enough gall to sit up on the bench and look down at we the people. Um, 
I think another thing that floored me as well is that Tom was telling me that um, after his mother died, these people came in and uh, these attorneys came in with the judge and they took and used his mother's name and social security number long after she had died. Wow. And so, yeah, that just proves to me, and they sold her house after she had died, um, that they're out for blood. They just don't care. We've got to find a way to get uh, some kind of, um, I don't know, some kind of board of regular people who aren't being paid off or on the take who can oversee the courts because as far as I'm concerned today, Tim, we don't have any courts. But that's right. The, the thing is, is that with the courts is that the county clerk is in charge of all the courts. And right now in Michigan, the county clerks say that they're not in charge of the probate court. Although right. the county clerk is paying the court clerk in the probate court. And they created these um, organizational charts that have this independent entity, this probate court that has these court clerks in it but they don't go to anybody in the county government. They've separated them. And so the issue is, is that the county clerk or the court clerk is supposed to be watching out for the public's best interest and making sure that the judges don't do anything unconstitutional. Well, in, in this case, basically the, the uh, court clerk is just a filing clerk and they're a rubber stamp. You really don't need that person. All you need is a rubber stamp with that, uh, somebody's name on it and stamp every document that the judge signs because there's no check and balance into the system to stop these judges from doing anything they want. Yeah, uh, this is this is something that we've that I've made mention too. This is why this is happening federally, and a lot of how they're drawing. You, I, I want to make mention of that where you're talking about the name. Uh, and stuff, all that is constructed out of the federal government. And that money's coming out of what they constructed there. So I've told people, I said, there's no, I don't see a way unless God's just going to start changing hearts everywhere in D.C. and stuff that you're going to be able to D.C. You, you've got to do what Jefferson said, and that's dissolve D.C., abolish it, secede, whatever the case may be for your state. But then this, there's states like yours, and I'm sure it's all over, but where this is just, it's there's a just a, a crime syndicate there from top to bottom dealing in government and also in the private sector. This this fascism that's going on, and you're going to have to decentralize in the state too. This is going to require some radical thinking and behavior on part of people because, like you said, Victoria, you, what are you going to do? They're all in cahoots together. They're all against you. And even if you know your stuff in a situation like this, they just ignore it. Right. They, they don't pay any attention. So I, I'm just I'm I'm just letting people know. It's like the convention of states. People, they put out the stuff and say, "Well, we can write more words for them to trample on, and that'll fix it." Yeah. When is writing more words? to tyrants, stop them from being tyrannical. It hasn't. Never in history. It always comes to bloodshed. It always does. That's where we're headed, guys, because we've allowed them to entrench themselves like a bunch of termites, uh, and we've allowed them to do that and not treated it and not dealt with it, and it's grown up, and now it's going to come to a head. That's what's coming. I don't, I don't see any way around it. So... Right. 
let me give you a fi- let me give you each a uh, final couple of minutes if you want to do that. Is there something you would say to people, especially in the state of Michigan? You're probably you're speaking to a lot of people now uh, in other states, but especially in the state of Michigan, would there be some warnings that you would give them? Uh, a word of exhortation, and uh, Victoria, we'll go with you first. We'll let ladies go first. Oh, thanks. Uh, I would say uh, definitely as much as you can find out if you have any nefarious um, family members. If you do. Uh, Make sure that uh, you either, I don't know, write them out or make make it known that you do not want them to be involved in your your affairs. Uh, You need to have a lot of support from not only your own family members, but good friends like Tom and Pam are almost like my brother and sister. They have been there with me um, since... Uh, 2020 and they've been a great support team and uh, Tom by Trey is a engineer he's very bright very smart and his wife follows suit uh, with him as well she's very bright and intelligent and uh, you just gotta start networking with people who understand that they're not gonna win all we can do is network together, educate one another, and get the word out. Because as far as I can tell, the radio stations, the TV stations, our uh, prosecutors, our sheriff, uh, even the um, uh, Dave Coulter, who's over all of Oakland County, he's the executor. They're all in bed together. They're all being paid. Um they don't care who they hurt, and uh, if you get in their way, they're going to take you out, and that's just the bottom line. And that's why I think our governor did the the the, the um, actual crime scene against the militia, uh, accusing them falsely of uh, her kidnapping, which I think was a farce. But that was to put a bad taste in uh, law enforcement, FBI. Uh, to let them know that um, they're on watch. They don't want anybody to come in and help. They want to keep everybody separated and confused. And uh, so far it's been working. Um, People don't know what to do. I was very innocent. When I went into court, I thought, oh, this will be... I knew right away the attorneys that were put over my estate were screwed up and crooked. And I thought, well, the judge is going to come in and she's going to straighten this all out. But it turned out, no, she is the actual criminal doling out my assets to the co-conspirators, her buddies. And these people have all gone to school together. They all know one another. They're married to one another. They've hired family of their own to take care of things. Like my farm was dissolved uh, for pennies on the dollar. And uh, Thomas Brandon Frazier used his father-in-law. His wife is uh, the bookkeeper. And so they're all well organized and uh, they know exactly what to do and how to do it to get your assets taken away from you because you don't know what's going on. You believe them and they trick you. It's a big, it's a big takedown. And uh, it's too bad that we don't have more people involved that understand about our loved ones being left alone that is not safe. A lot of people right now don't even want to hear about um, 
about what's going on in the court system. When you talk about your, your elders, they don't want to hear about that. They're so busy living their lives. Uh, when you talk about the abuse, they don't believe you. They absolutely think that it's your fault that you ended up in court and you deserve everything you're going to get. And that's it. It's pretty simple. Wow. Wow. Tom? Well, well the one thing you need to understand is that, you know, you when we went into court, it's like, this is easy. I, um, you know, we haven't done anything wrong. And you don't realize that these courts are crooked. It's a theft ring operation. It's a RICO theft ring operation is what it is. Uh, the state's not, state's part of it. And so I, st I regret this to, to this day is that uh, instead of going in, once, once you got served, the, the thing you need to do immediately in the state of Michigan and maybe other states is pick up your loved one and get in your car and drive out of state and go rent an apartment someplace else. Uh, have, a, have quick claim deeds made for this person, this loved one, your mother, father's house. So you can quickly... Have it, it's already been pre-signed, so all you need to do is drop it in the mail with 30 bucks to the deeds office that the house has been sold to you. You transfer all their estate assets out of the state to other bank accounts and send a letter back to the court to say you have no jurisdiction in this matter because my mother does not live there or my father doesn't live there. It's going to uproot your family, but the end result is always the same, death, and they rob you of everything. There's case after case after case of this we went through this with this dana nessel the attorney general with hundreds and hundreds of cases of people screaming at her elder abuse task force and then she wrote and helped with this task force write the most horrible four laws that i've ever seen where they gave the guardian first priority to take over your your family member, you're like last priority. It means your health care power of attorney means nothing in the state of Michigan. If you end up in court, a professional guardian is first choice. And they passed it through the house and the session ended. So now I believe the whole thing is on hold. And it may have been just a scare tactic. We don't know if they're going to bring it back in the fall and we need to fight this. But when we come in to talk to the legislature, the legislature's at war with us in this judicial legislature committee, and they pass anything without thinking of it. They passed this unanimously on all four of these bills this summer. And one of these people is my personal representative who lives a mile down from my house and he got reelected. People don't understand who they're voting for. Right. And the state is at war with the public and you need to understand that there's you're going to lose and you need to leave the state when you get attacked and take the jurisdiction away from them fight it from out of state yeah and and it's an unfortunate situation that uh it's it's a difficult decision to be made and it may up you may you may lose a job you know or if you're working at the time but somebody's got to get them out of state and you need to have a health care power of attorney that has a contract in there that if I get um, taken into probate court, you're man mandatorily mandated to remove me from the state immediately upon within 24 hours after being served, notice that I have to appear in probate and sell all my assets immediately. So, so basically what you're saying is, is that 
If you go out of state, now you're taking that jurisdiction that they thought they were going to keep contained in the state, you're taking it to a federal court, right? Am I understanding that correctly? Well, you're in a county court. Probates are each individual. Yeah, sure, sure. You need, you know, leaving the county isn't good enough because they can just go to the next county and bring you back. Of course, yeah. You need to leave and cross the state line someplace. You don't have to leave a forwarding address. Just say there's no forwarding address. Well, that this is sort of what I'm getting. This is sort of what I'm asking. I understand it's in the county, but if if they're going to rule against you, your appeal is to the state, and we already know the state's corrupt. So when you right. get out of the state, now you're into, if you're going to be having an issue like that, it looks to me like you've got federal because you've got two citizens from, from two different states, which is what uh, the Constitution lays out. Right. There's about four things that federal courts can hear, and that's one of them where they have that kind of an issue of two citizens between two states. So it seems to me that now you would be drawing that crime syndicate out into a federal court, which I don't know that they're much better, but uh, but I guess they're a little more seen, so maybe they're not so quick to sweep things like that under the rug. I, I don't know. Is that what you're right. saying that you're able to do in that? Yeah, make them chase you. Okay. And get out of state, and then make sure you have a health care power of attorney that tells your health care and financial power of attorney exactly to do this if you get hauled in the probate court is to lick, you know go through a, the process that you put in place to transfer assets sell assets move assets out of state get you know purchase a new piece of property out of state immediately haul all your possessions out of the house into storage in another state and it all needs to be in a written contract so they can't say well you you um uh, kidnapped you kidnap this person you know you kidnap them and it's like, no, I didn't kidnap. I have a contract that states that I'm required to do this. And contracts are valid. So you, if you have a written contract that tells you to do this, and it's between two people, it's valid. It's not kidnapping. It's you move them out of state. And you were told to do this in writing, and you both parties agreed to this. And you need to immediately get them out of state because the end result is always the same. If you stay, you die. And they steal all your assets. There's no mm. middle ground. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're trying to they're trying to accuse you of what they're guilty of. Uh, right. Tom and Victoria, Amen. thank you for being on this morning. Give us of your time, even extra time. Uh, let me close with this. If you guys will hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. Uh, let me leave with this right here. And this is a warning to those who are engaged in this kind of behavior in Michigan, because I'm sure this is this show is going to find its way into some of these guys' law office. I'm I'm just going to tell you, the father sees what you're doing. And here's what he said in Isaiah chapter 10. Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that write grievousness which they have prescribed, to turn aside the needy from judgment, and to take away the right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey, and that they may rob the fatherless. And what will ye do in the day of visitation, and in the desolation which shall come from afar? To whom will ye flee for help, and where will ye leave your glory. You guys, you snakes who are doing this stuff to people like Tom and his family, to people like Victoria and her family and others, God sees it. And where are you going to go when he comes to visit you? Huh? Where are you going to go when he comes to visit you? You're going to be judged. You're going to be judged. Wise words that you guys share with people. I hope people will keep their eye out on these kinds of things. Because I'll tell you, it's corrupt and it acts and it masquerades itself as though it is law and justice and it's anything but that. Guys, Bradley be with you at 3 today. 
sunslibertymedia.com. And then in the morning, we're going to be talking about those EMFs, 5G radiation, and how there's a solution for dealing with it. Uh, because you know me, I really believe that's at the heart of what's been making people sick, not an alleged convids that they never showed us. They never, they never proved that it exists. In any case, Kate will be with us. Corey Hillis will be joining us then. We'll talk to you. See you.